Noah Antonio Brown ripped off his shirt and said, Sayonara, Sayonara, in the middle of the third quarter during the Tampa Bay Jets game on Sunday, effectively ending his Bucks career. Have you ever quit a job and gone out in a blaze of glory? You know that I have. And that's why I'm asking. There's a few. I'm trying to think of how I would rank them. So I'll, I'll give you the quick list. There was the shouting match with the manager that then led to me walking out and quitting, but also being simultaneously fired. It was one of those situations where it was like, no, 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 you can't fire me. I quit. He was like, no, I'll do it. Um, you can't quit. You're fired. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was first. So did but... the yelling come before the, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. The, okay. The yelling, it perso- the yelling escalated. And <laughs> okay. then Always was, a good sign. when yelling the starts escalating. Yes. And then there was, well, my, my final restaurant, job as a bartender hopefully yeah and technically wasn't but at the time my final <laughs> restaurant <laughs> i was certain that it would be my last one was telling a guest uh some things that i had on my mind about them and them telling the manager and then me being <laughs> fired just like that pretty much yeah and um so you should never tell people how you really feel it's true. It's true. I, I have some excuses, but I'll save them. The, <laughs> um, the other one that comes to mind is uh, I was managing a restaurant once and uh, left a note. And when I left for my shift that day, never came back and just left them the note, letting them know why I was quitting. <laughs> so you, like midday, I finished the shift because, you know, it would have been, no, jerk move not to yeah yeah so but yeah what during the shift wrote a note the other manager came in i don't recall if he saw the note while i was there or not but the note had all the details and that was that so you're you're on shift and you're really plotting your escape at this point really from the moment i walked in yeah. you just you know you walk into where you're like this is the day this is i you know did something happen during the shift? Or you walk in just like this malaise drops over you and you're like, I can't, I just know I'm not gonna be able to take this anymore. Well, it was building, you know, as these things do and walked in, the dining room was a disaster. It was the opening shift for the day. And the reason the dining room was a disaster was one of the employees had an event there, like a, you know, kind of a, a soiree thing, like the owner let her use the venue for some personal thing. They had a party essentially and the owner, the excuse I got as to why they didn't attempt to straighten the dining room or clean up was they were too drunk and tired. So they just went home. (laughs) Oh, well that explains it. Yeah. I might do that with my own kitchen every now and then, but uh, not a restaurant that's supposed to be open at 11 a.m. Exactly. So I walk in, it's now my responsibility to, in addition to all the other things that go with opening the restaurant to get the dining room back to normal. And I was like, to yeah. undo the sins of the previous night. Said, yeah. I, I, you're not paying me enough for this. So you just plotted your escape. <laughs> Leave this note, dear owner. I'm out of here. Peace I'm out. out. I'm out. And here's why some bullshit. 
<laughs> you'll pay me enough for this. This is bullshit. And that's bullshit. I'll go back to Red Lobster. You know, basically. That's pretty much what Antonio Brown was saying. Antonio Brown was like, uh, you know, I'm going to go to Red Lobster. I don't care. Uh, I'm out of here. I, this is incredible. I mean, Blaze of Glory, he really went out. He, you know, if, if he had done the middle finger salute, that would have been uh, really the only other way to up his antics to a, to another level. It was the visiting crowd. But, uh, I, I mean, what, somehow he was acting as if they were cheering for him. And maybe right. some people that's were. Right. But he was, it was really a strange thing. It's like when um, – your opening presents and everyone's excited and your dog thinks it's about them. But sure. It's not you're excited about the presents, but the dog's like, Oh wow, look, everyone's yelling and clapping. You're kind of like showing like him the empty wrapping paper and you're like, you can play with this if you want. And he's like, wow, everyone's here for me. It was kind of like that. It was like, no, they're probably watching the game. That's still happening. That was the weirdest thing. It was like three minutes left in the third quarter. The game's still going on. Like there's like the 42nd clock is going down behind Antonio Brown. He's dancing the end zone. My favorite nugget is that the security team thought it was a streaker at first. And they're like, they were about to like charge on the field and go get him. Like, no, wait, that's Antonio Brown. Like that's one of the streaker, like one of the players. Like what do you mean it's one pants. of the players? Why isn't his shirt on? Like, I, I don't know why his shirt's on. What did I miss? I mean, it's consistent with his, his antics as, has been discussed plenty. There definitely seems to be some mental health issues, uh, mental health challenges with him that hopefully he gets addressed because it doesn't seem to be a, a very healthy pattern that he's gone through. Yeah. And it's like, we don't want to diagnose anything, but he doesn't seem super stable. Right. I think we can agree there, there's like some instability, some unwellness aspect, you know, uh, some, some chaotic notion to what's going on in this way uh fuck this uh, hasn't happened in weeks you were like that's probably that's basically what happened with him he just went he's like you know what i'm going to red lobster where do you think the first place antonio brown went after he left the stadium well i actually know because pardon my take interviewed the guy who picked him up from the stadium oh, oh that was a real thing real thing yeah i heard he asked the security guys for a ride yeah, maybe. And they're like, no, we're securing the game right now. This dude was someone that knows him, and it was a pretty funny interview. But apparently Antonio Brown got a ride to the airport first, and this dude got a call from somebody else. It was like, hey, AB's at the airport. You need to go pick him up now. And he's like, all right. And, you know, this guy's like, Man, you know, AB is my boy, like uh, AB and I fuck with each other, you know, so, um, you know, I, I guess he he's a driver. He went to look up his name, his amazing name, but I guess he, he drives a lot of celebrities, famous people and like he's friends with them and stuff. So he's like, yeah, you know, I just had to go pick him up. And I, I know AB, so I just knew I had to go pick him up quick. Um, before anything happened, if he needs something, he needs it right now. Yeah. So he was like, yeah. So then we were just kind of driving around, chilling. So the first place they went was cruising the neighborhood. They were just chilling. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, how about, can we get an espresso? Can we get a decaf? Maybe let's let's get some coffee. He said he was mostly in a good mood um, and they had dinner plans that evening. So he was like, yeah, so, you know, we're going to get dinner tonight. Some more nice. He's still, he's still in New York. And then of course he was uh, front row at the Nets game the following day. So 
guess yeah, my question is, you, is that a basketball game? Maybe he's thinking about becoming one of these replacement players? I sure hope so. I bet Pro wrestling, knows. perhaps, would be uh, if he wants to up the drama. That would work. Yeah, boxing's a thing now with Darren Williams. I can see him get into boxing. Frank Gore. Who knows? American oh. Gladiators, if they bring that back. <laughs> yeah, tries to run the, uh, the uh, ultimate ninja, American Ninja or something. I'm sure he'd kill he'd it. He'd crush that. All right, let's see it. Antonio Brown on Ultimate Ninja. Tune in. Make it happen. Let's find out where is our mind. I'm thinking about my boy Cooper Cup, like I always do. He is going to bed my... thinking about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, you're so great today. Yeah, my cup overfloweth. Cup with a K. Cup with a K. <laughs> Just making sure. Triple Crown. I don't. I don't hear this talked about enough. Baseball is is really the only place we talk about triple crown other than horse racing and man it 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 looks really possible he's got a commanding lead and touchdowns and yardage and i think receptions is is um is his too he's pretty much got it happen yeah i didn't check the totals after this week but yeah i mean the triple crown it's crazy historic season we've talked about it a lot and he acknowledged that having the extra game you know, should not classy move, classy move. Yeah. He's like, I might get otherwise. these records, but I don't want them. Well, if he would have said otherwise, it would have been like, mm. yeah, it just, it's, it's pretty basic math. So he didn't break any, <laughs> he didn't actually break any of the records. He did not, for, but he's still in league for triple crown, which would be the first time since Steve Smith in 2005. Cooper cup. We talked about him before 69th overall draft pick seventh receiver taken out of Eastern Washington. He had a 4-6-2-40 time. That's why he fell in the draft. But, you know, you listen to people describe, they're like, he's a quarterback. He's a wide receiver, like a quarterback vision, quarterback brain. You know, he's just seeing the field. Like, he's like going over to Sean McVay and be like, hey, I think we should run this coverage for Van Jefferson. And they do it, and he gets like a 50-yard pass. I mean, uh, he's a really pretty valuable player. So pretty insane. And MVP for you? He's up there. I, I couldn't genuinely vote for him over Jonathan Taylor but as far as receivers go I, he's he's put together the best resume he possibly could I think to to have a shot at it he'll be running back or wide receiver this year come on the quarterbacks haven't been that dominant this is the year come on let's make it happen if ever it's this year having said that I want to talk about Joe Burrow <laughs> alpha dog number one in the uh Chiefs Bengals game 900 and what is it? 71 yards passing in the last two games. That's so, that's so sick. Almost a thousand yards in two games. Totally came back. They were kind of lucky to win that game. Uh, Zach Taylor making some crazy decisions. They're on the one yard line with 30, 50 seconds left. He doesn't want to kick field goal to win it. That was really bizarre. It was really bizarre. They got lucky. The chiefs committed two straight penalties. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, I understand you want to give them home's time, but like the, the, the odds of getting a fourth and one are worse than the odds of Mahomes, you know, coming back with 45 seconds left. After I had the same reaction. Sarah, my, my wife had to listen to me basically say what you just said, but much louder and, and <laughs> in real time, because yeah. a, I like the Bengals B I took Bengals money line. So I'm sitting this here. Sounds going, like a man with a bet on the game. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you're going for it? What, what, what? just kick the field goal. Much louder and in real time would be a fun slogan of some kind for something. <laughs> <laughs> Much louder and in real time. 
and Jamar Chase, like, come on, this guy is insane. They did made such the right move. I, I mean, I, I thought it was like a cool move when they drafted him over Penny Sewell. I, I wasn't like, oh, Jamar Chase is going to be the next, you know, alpha wide receiver. He's having basically the best rookie season since Odell Beckham. You know, uh, maybe Michael Thomas had an uh, insane season in a different way. But 11 catches, 266 yards, 11 catches on 12 targets, by the way. Throw it to him more if he's catching 90% of his targets, 92%. Three touchdowns. Uh, he's basically the second best receiver in the league this year. He has an 18.1 yards per catch average. It's basically Cooper Cup one, of course, but he he's second in touchdowns. You know, I think he might be second in yards. It's insane rookie season. Odell Beckham type shit. Yeah, it's a good comparison. It you know, doesn't carry the same weight since been a few years since we saw a dominant OBJ, but yeah, he, he looks just better than everyone else on the field. And it's very rare that you see someone that good, you know, that level, that fast, that those hands, you know, ironically, or, you know, I guess uh, surprisingly after the preseason drop situation, all all time blunder of fantasy drafts of all time was Jamar chase falling like four rounds. Cause he dropped, three balls in the preseason and he's everyone's so good. consensus mistake. He's so good. I'm wondering if he was just trolling us all. <laughs> he's like, watch this. Yeah. I'll drop a few balls. Guys, in the preseason. Just in the, just think I won't do in practice. So you guys know, I'm making- we know it, nothing to worry about. Just kind he of wanted like- to get the odds down for his own rookie of the year numbers. So he could go Probably. big smart. I'm wondering the same thing about Cooper cup. Like I, he's faster than four, six, two on the field. So did he maybe, slow up a little so he didn't go to a bad team you know did he kind of have <laughs> this in mind? Theory. he's like hey you know i run a, a four four five ended up on the i jacks. think going sideways he runs like a four 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 three you know straight ahead it's like uh eh, you know doesn't get up to that cheetah level top speed but he might have he might have like you know you're in the combine drill you just drop one pass you're like up oh, now a good team will get me our boy kyler I realize you drafted him. I mean, more more my boy than your boy. If officially, uh, I mean, I Justin Herbert you is your self-selected quarterback of the future. I, I took Kyler. I introduced you guys. Classic situation. <laughs> yeah, you you run off with the best friend. <laughs> no, he's 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 our boy. He came back. Uh, I I do regret not drafting him. I, I pretty much did immediately. Herbert also looked awesome, so don't regret that. But yeah, man, the, the Cardinals are back, just like I said. <laughs> Just like, just like you predicted all along. Uh, this was a great spot for the Cardinals. The, the minus five and a half. I had them in my theme parlay. Quarterbacks on the road, backs against the wall. I just kind of you were getting the feeling that they were, they'd been down, down, down. Cowboys running high. This is that classic NFL. If you can find it, it's just like you can pivot at just the right time. And I mean, but they looked good. They came out like fighting. That's what we need to see. I still don't think they're going to win the NFC or anything, but gave me a little more hope that maybe the NFC championship game possibility. I don't see them going to green Bay. I'd be, I'd be legit shocked if the Cardinals went to green Bay for the championship game and they won <laughs> that game. Now maybe the Rams beat green Bay and then maybe they'd be there. Yeah. Who knows? But do you think the Bucs are still contenders? I think they're maybe losing too many people here, right? Godwin, Fournette, now Brown. Uh, Mike Evans is banged up. Gronkowski, I don't know. You can really depend on for four or five straight games. I mean, but somehow Tom Brady has like a minute and a half left, takes him 93 yards, including a laser down the right sideline with 33 seconds left, uh, 15 seconds left, a 33-yard pass with 15 seconds left. I mean, just, just insane, like sick, sick 
all time great QB shit. And, but, but I mean, like, I, how are you feeling? I'm a temperature check on the Bucks because we got the Cardinals, we got the Bucks. They're kind of like, you know, they're, they're not the Packers, but they're, I mean, that all the Ram, the Rams, the Cowboys, the Bucks, and the Cardinals are kind of that next tier. One of those teams is going to get to the NFC Championship game. It doesn't feel like the Bucks year, certainly. Everything's starting to pile up with losing so many players. I, I haven't read about Fournette or Mike Evans. Are they? Evans out, is out? back, but Fournette's still pretty banged up, and they're like hoping to get him back. But he's like he's going to be out like six, eight weeks, kind of thing. Godwin's ACL. Godwin's out for the year. That's tough. You know, that's in theory the the reason you stack a team like that is you can withstand a couple injuries. I mean, mentioned it last week that they've got to have the best one through three wide receivers pre plus meltdown pre meltdown, of course, but you know, the Mike Evans, Godwin and, and, and AB man, you know, you you'd think, okay, we lose one guy, no big deal. Cause we've got these other two uh, plus Gronk plus like you said, Fournette, they're stacked, but yeah, they've lost so many of those guys. We shall see. You know, the defense is still intact, I believe, for the most part. So, yeah, they still got a great offensive line. They still got Brady, but that's kind of it. You know, they're running on fumes. And, you know, you just kind of wonder they made it was their year last year, right? They were a wild card team. They almost lost to the Washington football team, if you remember, in the first oh, yeah. round last year. Taylor Heineke like played a game of his life. In that uh, in that playoff game, they squeak by there, and then they obviously get on a roll. So it was the year last year. Doesn't feel like their year this year, but I mean, still Brady, still that offensive line can't really get them out. But I think if they have to go on the road in the playoffs, it's not going to work out. Kind of like the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs have looked pretty good, and I still think they're the best team. But it doesn't feel like their year. I mean, so this would be a litmus test <laughs> if you can just have it never feel like your year all year, and then and still win if the Chiefs do. You know, I'll, I'll basically take back everything about vibes throughout the year, but just the vibes aren't like great with the Chiefs. Doesn't seem to be, having said that they were up in that game against the Bengals, uh, it seemed like they were going to roll. So I, I, the Chiefs are the most confounding team for me this year. I can't seem to peg them on a week-to-week basis. Maybe that's just because they've been so insanely up and down. Got a curveball for you here. We're going to shift to a little NBA talk. Going to keep up the... New segment of random draft topic. Random draft topic. <laughs> this one is the NBA teams around 500. So plus or minus one game of the, the 500 mark. And we're almost at the midseason point. So the draft is each of us take an NBA team. There's four in each conference. So even number worked out well. doesn't matter though. Draft from, from either conference. And we want to see rest of the year of these teams. Who do we think is legit? Who's going to make the playoffs and, and have a better rest of the season. So Joe, I'll let you go first. Who you got? All right. So these are NBA teams that are within one game of 500 and we're picking who's going to have the most wins at the end of the year. I get, I get first choice. Give me, I want the Nuggets. Give me the Nuggets. Mm. I'm going Jokic. He looks he looks great, and they've been banged up uh, with I mean just from Murray being out last year, but and Porter being out, but it doesn't seem to matter. I I think they're at least a really good regular season team, very bankable. I'm going Nuggets. All right, the Nuggets are off the board, so that leaves a few teams in the Western Conference that have underperformed, and really. 
a few teams in the Eastern Conference that have overperformed, maybe one that's that's uh, under or, or right about where we expected. I'm going to go with the Wizards. I'm going to put, put my money where my mouth is. I liked them at the beginning of the year. They've had a little lull. They're around 500, but I, I think they've got a squad. They're way down my list. I'm going to break your heart here. Give me the Mavericks. Mavericks number two. And my maps. <laughs> no, they're still your maps. <laughs> Nuggets, Mavericks versus the Wizards. I'm, I'm liking the way this is shaping up here. Yeah, I had to resist the temptation. I, I can't, I can't see through my bias. I obviously would would take the Mavs any day, but yeah, extremely biased on that one. Give me the dramatic effect. <laughs> Los Angeles. Oh, which one? Which one? Yeah. Both on yeah. Here. Which one? The Los Angeles basketball team. Let's go Lakers. Oh, you're going Lakers first. Go Lakers. Mostly okay. because I just hate the Clippers. Yeah, that's very easy. The pupper and gold are cool colors. Yeah, better colors. The Mavs have lost to the Clippers the last two years in the playoffs, or maybe do we win one? I don't know. We, we keep facing them, and they're just annoying. The team I hate the most in the NBA is who I'm picking next. The skewing biases left and right. Give me the Boston Celtics. Oof. I hope to be wrong here. I hope that they suck and <laughs> they go totally down the train and get a top five draft pick. And, you know, they, they can talk about trading uh, Jalen Brown for all the wrong reasons. And uh, But I, I think they'll be solid enough and, you know, a little bit over 500 by the end of the year. Yeah, and that's probably all we're looking at. I mean, maybe – couple of these teams go on a, a crazy run, but yeah, if, if they finish, you know, four or five games over 500, that would be a really good second half. All right. So we're five teams in, I went nuggets, Mavs and Celtics. You've got the wizards. <laughs> and why the- can you not say that without laughing? <laughs> I don't know. I just think they're going to be really bad. I think the Wizards are going to totally, totally tank out here. All right, so who's left? Hornets, Raptors, and Clippers. Who do you want? Raptors. Okay. I don't have a great reason other than they seem to be one of those teams that has different players all the time. They keep losing their best player. Um, Not ever, you know, something you desire. But they also seem to find a way to win. So let's go. All right, I need a high flyer for my last pick here. Give me someone fun, someone to root for. I'm going Hornets. Love the Lamelo show. Uh, I think they're fun to root for, and I'd rather root for them than the Clippers. So give me the Hornets. Yeah, so that leaves me with the Clippers. So you know, <laughs> let, let's go LA. You can go undrafted if you want. I mean, I'll take them. As we've seen, a few wins. They'll get a few. You, wins. you need a. I'll need some wins if, if, if we're going to go head to head on this. So fine. They, they could have, end up being the best. Is this just the best record at the end of the season? It's probably the easiest way for us to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. We'll total up those wins and I'll be keeping track, especially if my team's winning. All right. Last topic on our mind. We got to talk. We got to mention John Madden coach, broadcaster, video games. What do you think is his greatest legacy of those three? I think it's the video game. If, if we want to talk legacy to me, that means 20 years, 50 years, whatever it is down the road, what are people going to associate with John Madden? I think his game will live on forever. The coaching and playing and, and all around just 
good, good guy, football guy through and through, you know, the people who have grown up with him, so to speak, saw those, those things, at least the, the commentating part and maybe the coaching then we'll remember him for that maybe, but you know, generations that only know the video game. I, I think that that's, what's going to persevere. And it's certainly the one that made him the richest. <laughs> Yeah, seven billion dollars in sales, I think, on the uh, on the video game or something like that. Yeah, that I mean, talk about all-time brilliant decisions. I don't know. I'd love to hear the story of how his name was the one that was chosen back in the day. When you know, I don't know when the first one was, early nineties. I think ninety-three, maybe ninety-two. Yeah, amazing. You know, he he signed off on that and just got royalties for the next. 30 years i was a kid i got the video game like the sega genesis you know 93 94 video game it was it was like nothing compared to you know what what the games are today but it was just the sickest shit and but but it was like really cool because he was announcing it yeah so i'm gonna go with announcer because yeah oh (laughs) he's just so much fun like the enthusiasm i mean he's just like a you know such a enthusiastic figure you can't help but just get kind of fired up but it's very authentic you know it never struck me as fake enthusiasm and uh you know you just watch you're, just, you're so happy he was watching the game i mean then you start working with al michaels that's toward the end of his career but he's like such an awesome pairing al michaels and john Madden. and you know the guys today are cool but he just i mean he's just the greatest color commentary of all time in any sport for america i mean so i, I think that's what he was the absolute best at but i like your point about the video game kind of going on also an insanely good coach by the way Coach for 10 years, won a Super Bowl, won 76% of his games or something like that. So insane coach. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty rare to be that badass at so many things. Quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Sally's Sleepy Time Siesta Sleep Gym. Everyone knows that getting a good night's sleep is the foundation for a healthy mind and body. But when you're working late and getting up early, a good night's rest can be hard to find. What can you do? Well, you can take a nap, but napping at home gets impossible with the kids and the family around. And if you're at work, well, napping on the job might just get you fired. That's where Sally's Sleepy Time Siesta Sleep Gym comes in. Sally's Sleepy Time Siesta Sleep Gym is the first gym of its kind where you go to the gym to sleep. You tell your family or your boss that you're headed out to the gym during your lunch break and you won't be telling a lie. Sally's Sleepy Time Siesta Sleep Gym is a leader in sleep technology. You walk in there and it's everything you ever wanted to get for your best day sleep. Peaceful music, calming candles, the most comfortable blankets ever invented. Sally's Sleepy Time Siesta Sleep Gym is the ultimate place to catch up on your Z's. Once you try it, you'll purposefully stay up way too late just so you get to go back the next day. Sally's Sleepy Time Siesta Sleep Gym, the only place you'll ever want to nap. Don't get fired from work for sleeping on the job. Go to the gym instead, the sleep gym. Sally's Sleepy Time Siesta Sleep Gym. Shh, snoozing in progress. Let's bring it to the unnecessary bets These of bets the week. So Everybody go and grab We're on a hot streak. Let's call it how it is. Not afraid to say it. I went 2-0-1, my best bets last week. You went... 3-0. 3-0. I thought I was having a good week, and then there you go, going 3-0. Uh, so let's keep this going. Uh, I'm going Tampa Bay minus seven and a half at Carolina. They got to win this game, you know, for seeding. They seem to want to win. 
get this bad taste. Sean Antonio Brown, they don't need him. And the Panthers, it's time to go to sleep. The bus is warmed up, so let's go. Tampa Bay minus seven and a half. I'm going pro at gambling now. So <laughs> it's the time. Once you're on a hot streak, that is the time to triple your amounts. Pretty sure I figured this, this betting thing out and getting rich. I have the Texans plus 10 and a half at home versus the Titans. Like this one. As my first best bet of the week. And here's why the Titans need to win, but they don't need to win by 11. So I could see this being, you know, a, the Texans are feisty. We've talked about that. They're at home and B if, if the Titans do have a blowout going, they're going to pull their starters. Texans get some junk time scores and get it within 11. So. I, don't, I don't think it's gonna be a blow blow. I've been watching the Texans games. Texans are good. Texans are solid. I, yeah, they're fine. Like they were hanging with 49ers, you know, and Titans, it was a little bit mission accomplished last week. Like, oh, we got the one seed mission accomplished. Uh, you know, a little bit of letdown game. When are the Texans going to get some respect? Maybe next season. Joe, Joe's going money line. Texans money <laughs> Tex- line. Yeah, I like the Texans money line. I, I think that's a good one. Good odds. All right, I'm going against my heart here. Dallas minus seven at the Eagles. But Eagles, no motivation to play in this game. As an Eagles fan, I will be annoyed if they're playing like any starters. In fact, they might have even done like extra COVID tests this week. They were like, are you sure you don't have COVID? Let's get you on the list this week. So you're not on the list next week. Let's go ahead and test them. You don't have to test guys anymore. I mean, no. So unless they're showing symptoms. So I'm pretty sure they went in and were like, everyone's getting tested because we don't want you missing the week after. Smart thinking but good sign that they don't care at all about this game this week. So Dallas seems like they want to win. It's Saturday night game. Dallas minus seven that, you know, Dallas needs to get right game. This could be 15 points. Emotional hedge. Those are important. So I appreciate it. it. I'm going to take the saints minus four and a half at the Falcons. Saints need this win. The Falcons aren't very good. And I just, yeah, I, I can't imagine the saints losing this game. So I'm essentially just taking money line and, and saying it's not going to be that close. I don't think four and a half is really that much. So Saints win. And hey, if, if I end up losing the bet because they only went by two or three or four, well, you know, sometimes those things happen. The Falcons are the bad, good team. You know, like you have good, bad teams sometimes, like the Lions or something might be a good, bad team. The, the Falcons are like the bad, good team. Like their record is kind of good, but they are atrocious. I have no idea how the record is that good. And Saints need to win this game. Right. They, they've shot the playoffs. Yes, they do. They need a couple of things to happen, but they've got to win. There's so many games I like this week. It, just this, this time of year is like it seems like you can find the teams that really care versus the teams that don't. And if you can find that, it's just a little extra edge. There's some really good betting to be had. And a couple of reasons. One, like you said, some teams care. Some teams may or may not. There's also the, you know, they need to win, but. They don't need to blow it out. So you can play that uh, as well. There's just a lot of ways to capture the arbitrage between the factors. So that's really what you're looking for, you know, coming from a professional better. Let me tell you that when you have these kind of factors stacking up, you've got COVID testing, people being out, you've got playoff implications, you've got, you know, the, the lines makers just trying to keep up with all of these different you got guys getting tested for COVID on Monday, but then coming back on Saturday sometimes, right? right? So it's a lot to keep so up there's with. There's so little certainty around the lines compared to traditionally how so we you're, think you're about saying this a little, stuff. little arbitrage opportunity. 
Yes. As long as you're dialed in, like you're saying to who's playing and who's not, and you know, who needs to win, there's, there's more of an opportunity than there would have been in years past to, to find the, the, the lines that the odds makers have missed. You got to find those edges. All right. I'm going all favorites. I got Tampa Bay minus seven at Carolina versus Carolina Dallas minus seven at the Eagles. Give me Indianapolis minus 15 and a half at Jacksonville. This game could be 30 points. Indianapolis is going to win 38 to seven market town, just like the Patriots crushed Jacksonville last week, 50 to something. Right. So it's, that's the type of game here. Jacksonville is out the door. They've left the building. Colts need this game to win. I, I don't care if it's 30 points. I'm going Indianapolis. I'm going with my shootout of the week. I called it right last week with Chiefs at Bengals. That was, a good that, was that was a big time shootout. Great game, other than the bizarre play calling at the end. Chargers at Raiders, man. This one, big playoff implications. It's the flexed game, I think. Sunday, Sunday night. Over 49 and a half. I, I don't see these defenses really, you know, being the, the dominant forces in the game. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be close and i i think it's over 50 easy i this fun game i'm i'm happy for these two franchises that they get this like isolation game everyone watching this basically is a playoff game so good for the raiders for persevering through all the all the stuff they've had to wade through this year and the chargers you know we'll, we'll see it's a big game uh herbert versus Derek Carr. bonus picks casey minus 10 minnesota minus three not best bets but bonus picks let's get to the theme parlay I'm going with the barbecue to go. Take it on the road parlay. Teams and cities famous for barbecue that are on the road. KC minus 10 at Denver. Dallas minus 7 at Philly. And a city not everyone associates with barbecue. But if you've been there recently, you know they have some good stuff. New Orleans minus 4.5 at the Falcons. Barbecue to go. Take it on the road. KC, Dallas, and New Orleans. I'm taking the snap in shotgun. I'm taking seven-step drop. I'm throwing a Hail Mary. I'm going with the Cowboys, 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. This is a little bit of an emotional hedge as well. Not a Cowboys fan, but if they somehow pull together, obviously we know about the talent. The defense has been really good. If they pull it together, string together the wins, and somehow win the Super Bowl, I have to have some reasons to not throw up. This is like a reverse emotional hedge where you. Yeah. So rather than being depressed, I can be like, well, well at least I won some money. I won 100 bucks. You know, I, I don't dislike them that much, just especially living in Texas. It can be a lot sometimes with the Cowboys fans and their relentless optimism. <laughs> yeah. Well, the mass fans of the Cowboys fans are, are, are stark uh, differences. Mass fans are always a little skeptical, uh, but hopeful. They're like optimistically skeptical. Yeah. I, I think a little it's Charlie Brown a little bit this year, obviously lots of big changes in mass land, but yeah, the, the Cowboys fans are just insufferable. Other long shots I like for Super Bowl, uh, yeah, I think I'd like Cardinals would be fun. Yeah, I've got a few bets out there on on some teams that are still in it. Cardinals, obviously, being one of them. So just throwing this one in the mix, you know, this way, I don't know. I've got three, four, five. Teams. <laughs> as long as you have three, four, five futures on, you're you're guaranteed to lose money somehow. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to the crystal ball. Take, Take a look. look. In my I want to turn back the clock a little bit. We're talking LeBron turning 37 this week on December 30th. He's been an NBA star now for more than 50% of the days of his life on this planet in this existence. We're not totally sure LeBron's not 
alien technology. He's he's been so incredible. And since Anthony Davis went down, he's been tearing it up. Like he's he's like 25, 26, 27 again. This is peak LeBron. We're getting at least for a few weeks. So can he keep this up? Can the Lakers, you have the Lakers, right? So they're your team. But can he keep this up to you know any kind of extent? Like everyone keeps talking about how he's gonna fall off and he'll fall off for a few weeks. But really, I think just as long as he's not injured, he's still the same guy. If he has a little, if he's banged up, he can't fight through the injury as much. But if he's if he's clean bill health, he's kind of the same guy. So I want to see if he's gonna keep this going into the trade break. Uh, trade deadline, maybe they can get something done. I don't think he can keep it up in terms of staying healthy, you know, from here through the playoffs, just age-wise and having to play the minutes he's he's needing to play. Unfortunately, it seems like he's going to keep kind of in this cycle of getting banged up. Now, this becomes, in a way, the ultimate management test for for a team. You know, we always talk about the – the, the game management, the, the minutes management throughout the, the season, especially for injured guys. Underrated injured aspect guys. of coaching. Right. So if they do it right and are able to continue winning enough to get a decent seed, but also keep him fresh and healthy, you know, it could be done. It's just, it feels like it would have to be just perfection, you know, towing that line. They need so much from him. The team just doesn't look very good. It's the bad timing, though. What they need is for him to be doing this with like two weeks left, three weeks right. left, so he can do this over the playoffs. He this is like before the trade deadline. He's having to go up to one hundred ten percent here. He's amazing. I love LeBron. I've got him as the goat. He's handled himself remarkably well. If you think about how he came in at eighteen, or even before that, he was in the national spotlight. I mean, he's really not done anything egregiously wrong, like ever. I mean, so pretty pretty impressive. I am looking into the crystal ball, thinking about college football. Oh, yeah, college football. Unfortunately, I wanted to see Michigan in this national championship. Not necessarily a Michigan guy. Unfortunately, they got annihilated by Georgia. Unfortunately, it continues to be <laughs> yeah. the SEC at playing you know, on an NFL level and everyone else playing on a yeah, whatever, <laughs> any other league level below the NFL. It's like it, varsity and JV. I mean, it is. And it, it sucks. I mean, it's cool. If, you know, if, if your team's an SEC team, it's cool within the SEC. It's cool. Cause there's so much talent and, you know, there's 10 uh, off the top of my head, 10 really good SEC teams that could go toe to toe with almost anyone. And that's pretty insane. But when we get down to this point in the season, it's also just a bit of a bummer to not see someone else in it. We've talked about it in the NFL and in the NBA. You just like to see some fresh blood, some new teams get, I don't want to say get a shot because they have their shot. Have a look at University of Washington. You know, it'll be a lot of fun. In a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I wanted to see Michigan. They had a squad this year that in my mind is, is the best I've, I've seen under Harbaugh. But yes, Georgia destroyed them. So here we are. Georgia, Bama, who you got? I, I want to see this too. I think, I think I want to see, can Georgia get the revenge on Alabama? And I think they are. I think Georgia has been the best team this year. I, my conspiracy theory is that they purposely lost or they didn't purposely lose, but they were like, let's not use the best game plan. We very likely going to see these guys at the championship, whether or not we beat them here or not. So let's save like the best, best plays. Let's not give it all away. They tried to still win, but they didn't, but I, this is perfect. I, I love this setup. They just lost this team. It's like a division matchup. I think Georgia's gonna gonna win. I hope so. I agree. Georgia looked like the best team for the majority of the year. And it'd be nice to see them get one. 
And that's our show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. And have a great week. And until we speak again, stay jinxed. Be sure to tune in next week when we go toe-to-toe and debate the greatest Golden Girls season of all time. Live pod. Live pod. I don't even think we said it was live, did we? I don't think so.